0: Okay, so we're going to do um, something a little bit different. We've done this before, but it's, uh, it's good to do it again. And we're going to have a morning where we just share testimonies. Um, but we're going to do it in kind of two parts. So firstly, what we've got is we've got a long-range testimony because it's good not just to focus on like the instant things, isn't it? It's good to see how faith stands up under pressure and how faith stands up when things don't go so well, and when they do go so well. Um, And we've got with us two amazing guests at no expense whatsoever, apart from a box of cocoa Pops. They've come all the way from Newcastle to visit us. So we've got Tom and Heather, would you like to come out? So what what I'm gonna do is, I thought as, as Heather was here, it would be good to get them to share some of their journey. Because it's kind of four years or three and a half years since basically lockdown came along and we saw Heather and she's on the drive outside the office. Uh, She'd already got the the job up in Newcastle, but she was on the drive outside the office, packing up her car like mad, saying, I've got to get to Newcastle before they won't let me go. (laughs) And uh, so off she went and disappeared. So some of you might have only seen her once, some of might, might have not seen her at all since then. And if you're new to the church, uh, Heather was with us for a number of years, and she worked with our kids and she works with our youth, and uh, she did Monday Night Church with uh, Pete and Rach, working with children that have and adults that have um, challenging um, difficulties. And, uh, yeah, so... It's brilliant. It's been brilliant having them with us this weekend. Uh, and so I'm going to interview them. And uh, Charles promised to let me interview them.
1: Is that dangerous? I won't give it to Tom, don't worry. It's fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so, the first thing then... Okay, give them one of them. Should have gone for the headset? Shouldn't I?
3: I've got it now.
0: <laughs> no, that was wrong, Roger. Bad news. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about the leaving Cambridge and what what that was all about and what's what's happened yeah. as a result of that.
1: Yeah, so like Mark said, I um, used to work for Faith Life. I came to Cambridge for university and then just kind of didn't leave. Um, So I worked here for... um, I've been in Cambridge for about 12 years, um, worked for Faith Life for some of that time, done some other things in the city, and Cambridge was very much home. And like Mark said, I did um, Monday Night Church and I did some kids and youth stuff here. And, and, yeah, God... um, yeah, really made Cambridge home, and, and it was for a long time. Um, and then I met Tom, so that was a bit of a problem. Um, so <laughs> um, I met Tom online, t- who lived as far away as you can without leaving the country. Um, so Tom was up in Newcastle, um, and we got to know each So We met in 2019, and we got to know each other for about a year. Um, and we were really... Nine months. Nine. <laughs> um I'm I'm not irresponsible, it's fine. Um so um yeah, and we were getting to know each other and, and thinking, well we wanna pursue this and um Tom was looking for jobs down here and I was looking for jobs up in Newcastle and, and our prayer was kind of we don't know what door we want to open, so open a door and we'll go through it. Um and um it's funny, I remember um Cheryl kind of watching me in that time. I'd, I'd be, Cambridge was home, and, and I'd been here for a long time. And um, about a year before that, I'd had a, um, a less healthy relationship that um, I'd kind of very nearly uh, left Cambridge, and would have been a potentially dangerous situation. And, and kind of thankfully spotted that and got out of it. Um, so when I started talking to Tom, I said. Um, just so you know, I have no intention of leaving Cambridge, thank you very much. (laughs) Um, But God God opened that door, and I think for most of that time, Cambridge was the right thing at the right place, and it was where I was supposed to be. Um, And for some of that last bit of time, it was a comfort blanket, and it was the safe place, and God called me out of the safe place and into a new um, adventure. Um, So yes, I ended up going up to Newcastle. Um, I was due to move in April 2020. And then they started talking about closing the motorways and, and all this. So in March... I packed up everything and and left very very quickly. Um, so yeah, that was how I left.
0: And so, what what have you been up to in the northeast, you know, the cold, wet, oh. windy lands, <laughs> when you could be no. in the sunny lands God. of the southeast? Can
1: can confirm. Um, so it, it um, no. So I've been working for um, a church up there as a children's ministry team leader, which was a job that I got kind of just before I left Cambridge. Um, so I've been running the children's ministry for the church that Tom grew up in. Um, I've been, uh, yeah, doing lots of kind of community stuff. It's been quite an outreach focused role. So we started a grow baby up there and that's now running really well. Um, we've been doing lots of school's work, lots in the community. Um, and I've absolutely loved it. Um, I've actually just, uh, moved on from that role to another local charity, working with children. So yes, that's
0: what I've been up to. So I've been talking a bit to Tom and Heather about what we've been focusing on uh, over the summer about faith. And uh, so I asked them, I talked to them about this question last night. And uh, I think it's really helpful to us to see how faith plays out in reality. Mm. Um, So you kind of always work for churches. How easy is it to walk in faith? Mm-hmm. When you when you actually involved in ministry, how easy is it, is, it, is it to live it out? The things that come out of your mouth, because we want to live out what we say, don't we?
4: Mm.
1: I think it is easy to look at the people at the front of church and to assume that faith is easy for them, or that, and to therefore hold them critically when it's not, or when life looks a bit broken. Um, and um, working for churches is challenging, you know. And, and serving in churches, in ch- I, like a lot of people in this room, do ministry in some form, and it's a very active, involved church. And you'll know that actually, it's not um, golden all the time. You know, challenges come up, and, and life is hard. And there are unique challenges to working in a church. Um, you're in a, you're, your life is in a fishbowl. Um, you're, you're kind of, you're watched. Um, in a weird way you're kind of you're almost paid to have an expression of faith um, which isn't what ministry is at its heart and shouldn't be but you're you're paid to work for a church that's you know and that's kind of part of it and therefore what does performance review look like in that how do you how do you um, be good enough in ministry you know how do you measure that um, and, and I've found that hard over the years, and, and that's kind of been a journey that I've been on with God. Um, I think ultimately there's a difference between being good enough and having a identity that's rooted in God and letting your ministry flow out of that, um, and that's been the key. I think that, um, you know, working environments can be hard, and we've all been in hard working environments, but it's knowing who you are at the heart of that um, that is really, really important. Um, We, you know, having faith in the midst of challenging situations that are going on around you and um, church politics, I'm going to say that out loud, you know, and things that are happening in the church. Mark knows nothing about church politics, he doesn't know. (laughs) Um, and, And keeping a sense of your faith and your identity in the midst of that because people um, will sometimes do things that aren't great or people will let you down or people will act in ways that are really unhelpful but it's keeping that sense of identity within that um, knowing that God might be moving you on knowing that you're called to just be yourself um, in in a place so it's I I haven't I haven't cracked that yet um, but yeah, I think um, it, that's that's been the kind of faith journey for me. So I, I
0: know this isn't kind of on the things we talked about last night, so I'm going to throw you a curveball. Um, but y- you went up there and you walk into a new job and it's lockdown. Yeah. And nobody comes because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> you can't come.
1: What, what was that like
0: for the so two of you?
1: So I turned up and I um, went and met my boss and we sat probably... My boss sat where the steps are, and I sat here. And he gave me an iPad and said, cool, go home. We're going to have a Zoom this afternoon. Um, and that was the introduction to that job. And I got to know a group of people without meeting them. We just did, you know, that was March 2020, which I'm sure we all have very fond memories of. Um, lots of Zoom things. Lots of I sat in so many gardens and got to know children without... And oh I ate a lot of cake that was it was a good it was a good moment um and I think i I found that really hard um i I knew that I loved the job and I loved the context that I was moving into, but getting to know a whole new area and moving into a whole new area away from a place that had been home for so long without being able to meet people um was a real challenge, and we um so we, yeah, we really had to be intentional with. You know, I, I, I put a thing out and said, please let me come and sit on your, on your garden wall, <laughs> and chat. Um, and I, I just spent a long time doing that. Do you want to say something?
3: So, it it was an odd thing for me as well because, what in in the sort of approach into lockdown, I'd actually been considering so i've been in this church uh, that heather was coming into since i was 5 years old and i'd gone away to university and worked in hotels and all over the country and i'd just come back and as heather and i were getting to know each other and i was talking about heather moving to newcastle i was or me coming to cambridge i was quite excited about the idea of coming to cambridge and i was i interviewed at several of your very very nice restaurants down here um <laughs> big fan of the Cambridge food scene but the um but the because the the space I'd occupied in the church that I'd grown up in I'd gone away, and when i when I came back that that space had kind of closed up, and I was sort of going to church on a Sunday morning, maybe talking to two people after church and suddenly not really feeling massively part of that community that I'd been part of in the youth group and things like that when I was before I was eighteen and suddenly realizing that you've been gone from somewhere for seven years was a lot. And, but what was great for me was I took on a total, uh, this sort of new space opened up when Heather arrived at, at HBC, which was that I was I was Heather Rogers' partner. I was, you know, uh, I, if people needed a message to get to Heather and she was far too busy, because she was far too busy, she was, you know, despite the not being able to go into the office, not being able to do the normal things that she would have done, those of you that know Heather know she doesn't do things slowly she does things at 100 miles an hour jumps in both feet and goes yeah cool we're going to do this 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 and this all at the same time and i'm going to be fine um but but it meant that if somebody wanted sort of heather to know that something had happened things like that people would come and talk to me and i was like oh right this is the role i occupy now <laughs> this is interesting i've never been this before you know so that that was a massive change in in who I was and I actually quite enjoyed it um which I didn't expect but we've yeah as Heather said we've had there there have been challenges so you working with church politics and but then we've also done the do we want to get married during lockdown no we did not so you know we we didn't get married until uh July this year um and we were lucky enough to have Mark and Cheryl came up, which was lovely. Um and yeah, so and we've we've dealt with I mean I, I was made redundant two and a half months before the wedding, which was not ideal, you know, for those of you who have got married. <laughs> Planning is stress enough without looking for a new job at the same time. Um so yeah, there have been all sorts of challenges that we've we've had to we've had to lean on God through.
0: Yeah, so one of the things we've kind of been focusing on uh, is how to get your prayers answered and how to pray that gets results and so we started on that last week and we were talking about how being being specific about what you're praying for and then uh, finding uh, or grounding your faith in the word so what what sort of things have you been kind of believing for and trusting God for in that time
1: um finances have been a big thing for us um tom was made redundant just before the wedding he was also made redundant from another job just um like a month before lockdown yeah and and so jobs have been really challenging for that time and um and so finances have been something we've really held on to which for me again has been and and for for you as well has, has always been a big thing of we don't really have any option but to trust god in this you know uh, it's been um an area in which i can and have kind of wavered in the past and felt very wobbly i i don't have a a massive kind of security blanket to fall into in terms of kind of going home or 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 anything so when when finances are challenging there is very much a sense of uh this is kind of either gonna work or it's not God. Um and, and I think the we talk about um when we talked about last night, you know, the kind of but God um moment where you go, This doesn't make any sense. You know, we don't know what the answer is in terms of jobs. You can't just magic a job out of nowhere. But but God. God is here. Um
3: We we had a we had a little moment where I was you know, the, the the bank balance had been very slowly going down. My parents had been very generous to me, sort of coming back out working in hotels. But over the few years of lockdown, the bank balance was steadily going down and I'd been applying for jobs like crazy. And then and then my old general manager phoned me up and he said, I've been sending all these wonderful references for you. You know, how are you getting on? And I said, well, I haven't got anything yet. And he went, oh, good. And I went, what? And he went, well, I've, I've put together a team to go and do this hotel management consultancy job down in London. Um, and it was literally at the point where I was starting to get really worried about money. And he went, and it'll be four and a half thousand pounds for the month, if 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 you're interested. I was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, cheers. You know, um, you know. And 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 suddenly there was that moment of, oh, that that'll be alright. And then came back from that, and then all of a sudden there was a solicitor's office that wanted to give me a job, and and yeah, just prayers being answered when they needed to, not. Not at the point where it would have been really comfortable and easy, you know. But at the point where it was really getting quite close to the edge of, I'm beginning to panic here, you know.
1: We we joke that I'm I'm generally quite jammy. Um, like things seem like God rescues me quite a lot, and I've um, I've never bought a car that I I've needed a car and, and a car has come at the right time. Um, or I'll break, you know, something and and God. God has been very generous, so um, yeah, we joke that, that that's that's the girl that you married um what, what, what's the phrase your about? oh my my dad, who isn't a christian says um says heather you can you can fall into a bucket of muck and come up smelling of roses." And I say, yeah, we, we call that blessing. Um, but <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's that, there's that but God where we there's been a lot of things with finances and jobs and lockdown and feeling isolated and um, friendships and, you know, where do we live and do and, and all of these things that actually we don't know the answer for but, but God. Um, yeah. So. Now you're
0: Mr. and Mrs. Bird.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You can cheer at that point. Woo! <laughs> how, how do you experience faith together? How have you built that into your relationship and mm. your marriage?
1: Church is really important, um, and we uh, neither of us are Sunday Christians. And, and ki- or we kind of by that I mean, faith is a, a big part of our lives. And and I've. All we can, and, and, and uh, we've very we're very much all or nothing people and and so faith is um yeah we're, we're not kind of people who go to church and then go on with a, a kind of normal life um so but but community has become very important and church family and um small group that we go to and so those things have have become very, very important, and actually that small group where it's not um you know a kind of bible study actually actually at the moment what it is is a group of really faithful friends and we go and we play a board game and we chat, but that chat is so life giving and 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 we and that has kind of created fellowship so much for us at the moment um We read the Bible and we pray and we and we do those things, but actually it's all in the context of um, this kind of big faith-filled life and doing it. doing it with people. And when and when life has gone wrong or we've been scared or um, it's about having those people to fall back on who, you remind, who remind you who God is and who you are. Um, yeah.
0: So I asked the church this last week, so I'm going to ask you the same question. What you what you believe in God for at the moment?
1: Oh. Um, the few... that scares me um uh the future so we uh we're currently in the northeast um the south is home for me and and you're up for a move at some point but we're very much kind of leaving that in god's hands of of what life looks like there um jobs we've we've both started new jobs but we're kind of we're we're feeling this out as we go and we don't know what the future holds um and so i guess kind of um uh, answers and and clarity and um we're we're buying a home at the moment um so money for fridges and washing machines and beds and everything else that comes with that and so yes i think there's there's the kind of day to day stuff um and then there's the bigger picture things um and my, and family as well, so my family aren't Christians, and um there are some real challenges there, but God's being really faithful in that and and is' continuing to be really faithful so yeah you had a, you had
3: a i mean heather heather mentioned the sort of the 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 buying a house aspect of, of it you know if you if you' just a suggestion for anybody out there planning on getting married don't get two new jobs, yeah. try and buy a house, try and plan a wedding. All at the same time don't do it it's just you know worry about the house afterwards rent rent for a year just it's yeah. easier but the um yeah. yeah yeah you know but again it's one of those ones where you know heather's a very jammy so-and-so we heather was being brilliant and doing all the admin and she phoned up a housing development and said uh, have you got anything on the affordable home scheme left and they went no no those go like as soon as the houses are available they go months ago and then 20 minutes later, the same lady rings her back and goes, um, you were the last person to ring me, weren't you? And she goes, yes. And goes, uh, you know that affordable home scheme thing for the three-bedroom house, the one you're interested in? Yeah, we've just had a couple literally straight after you rang up, cancelled their house. They didn't want to wait, so they've bought, n- they've bought somewhere. And do you want this one? And we went, yes, please. That would be nice. And I came home from work, and Heather said, we've got a house. And I went, this keeps happening. You know, and and I've I've been learning. I I was I was saying this to Mark and Cheryl last night. You know, the I I started going to church when I was tiny, and you know, and Heather joined sort of a church when she was sixteen, and Faith kind of went from naught to 100 miles an hour for Heather, whereas for me it was kind of a sort of crawling along at 30 miles an hour. And then eh, yeah, I might make a decision at some point, and then some terrible things happened, and then I wasn't, and then I did, and and I've I've learned to lean on God a whole lot more since we met. Because that's a, a sort of the the way faith has shown through for you has really helped me grow in my faith. Because I've gone, yeah, you can actually do that, and you 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 need to stop worrying about worrying about what I'm panic about, and go, it'll be okay. Believe, trust, have, and yeah, have a little faith. Um, so yeah,
0: brilliant. Should we pay for these guys? Roger, Joel.
4: Wonderful, thank you, Heather and Tom. You know, faith is a journey and uh, you never stop growing in faith. And But that book God, book God, God is with you. He'll always be with you. And whatever we need when we trust in him and we look to him, uh, he's there. And I love testimonies that just, you know, without him, who knows where we would be with him? You look at all these things that you've got on your plate mm-hmm. and then you hand it to him and then just watch what he does by faith he comes through because he's a loving father so thank you guys just for sharing your testimony of your, your last few years and uh, i know that god's going to be with you uh as you do this journey with him so we're going to pray for you now uh roger
5: Father, we thank you that you're a faithful God. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. We thank you that it's not jammy, but it's your grace, Lord. Yeah. Thank you for your grace, Lord, yeah. which is amazing. It's beyond comprehension, beyond yeah. our understanding. Lord, I pray you continue to lead these two yeah. with your amazing grace. Yeah. Lord, that it wouldn't be about, well, we, we fluked this and we jammied that, but Lord, it would be a real sense that the grace of God is powerful, is mighty. Lord, I thank you that the things you have for them are so much bigger, so much greater that they, th- they can think or imagine, Lord. So I pray that this be a, a fresh time of minds being blown, Lord. By the goodness of God, of minds being opened to the possibilities and the grace and, the, and, and dreams coming, Lord, of, of impossibilities. Lord, I thank you that this nation needs dreamers, Lord. And I pray for these two, that you put your dreams in the heart. Lord, that they would revolutionize the place around them. With the grace of God, with the dreams of God, with the visions of God, that they wouldn't be limited by what they know, what they've seen, what they've heard, but they would be uh, energized by what they hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Thank you, Lord. And I just, the verse that I got, uh, and it's uh, going on for what you said about uh, the the dirt in a bucket coming up roses. He gives us beauty for ashes. You know, whenever there's anything in our life that looks a bit like ashes, he brings beauty. And that is the word for us, for all of us. Um, It's in scripture. And Jesus said that he will bring beauty out of ashes. So we thank you. We thank you for this couple that found each other, that are going on together. Um, We put in your hands, Jesus, all the things that they need this next season we thank you that we can trust you that we can thank you for the things that we need even before we see them and thank you that you bring beauty into every situation and so I just ask now that you will just pour out your blessing on them on their marriage on their new home on their new jobs Mm -hmm. uh, on their family and friend life and I thank you that you will be with them to the end of the age and beyond thank you lord that you will always be with them and that you are their provider you are the one that covers them that cares for them and knows exactly what they need for each day so we trust you father for all of those needs and we thank you for them pour into heather and tom right now your immense blessing your love your favor your presence, and lead them into where they've to go. We place them in your hands, and we thank you for them. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. (laughs) Yay.
0: Amen. I'll just share a couple of quick testimonies that kind of relate to me. Mainly because I've been really excited about one of them, certainly. Uh, this first one I'll share. But Shaol's going, and I've tested this out on a few people, um, whether it's kind of the sort of thing that you, you can uh, put on the screen, and you'll, you'll understand that in a minute. Um, but we, as you know, we, we minister sometimes in other places, and Shaul and I were uh, speaking at a weekend conference, and uh, I had a, a word of knowledge about uh, somebody, well, I had several words of knowledge. One of them was about a, a stomach problem with the intestines and on the surface of the stomach. And the other was about uh, pins going into somebody's feet. That it felt like there was needles sticking in their feet. And people responded to all these different ways. It. Anyway, this, this lady, she as soon as we started paying for people at the front, she got out of her seat and she was kind of over where, Phil and Maggie are now, and she, she ran down to the front, and she sits on the front seat, and she's going, I'm gonna get my healing, I'm gonna get my healing. And, and I'm thinking like, okay, that's pressure. <laughs> she's going, I'm gonna get healed, I'm gonna get healed. And uh, anyway, she, she came down, and, and I said to her, okay, so what, which, what are you responding to? And she said, oh, feet. I said, okay, what, what's the problem? She said, I've got a flesh-eating disease. And all all the skin on on my feet and up my legs and everything—it's all blistered, it's peeling off, it, it's, it's it's bloody red, and 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 they can't do anything about it. I've had it for months, and I've got these creams. And uh, anyway, I'm going to get healed. So said right, okay. So we, I paid for this lady, and uh, I I didn't notice anything happen at all, and. Uh, so, and then, so I paid for it generally and then carried on paying for other people and didn't really get any feedback, which is always a bit discouraging, you know, <laughs> when it's been so uh, public. And uh, anyway, so a few days later, um, I got a message over Facebook. Um, and uh, this message came, and I opened this message, and, and the pictures were like, oh. If, if you wanna see these pictures, if you don't feel you, that it'll gross you out, I'm willing to show you these pictures. But I'm not gonna put them up on the screen because she sent me a picture, a, a before and after prayer picture of her feet and said, by the way, I was also responding to the one about the stomach. And this flesh eating thing, I've had a hole in my stomach, like a ulcer that's eating in from the outside into the intestines. And for months, all that's been happening is they've been able to pack it, but it's not been healing. And, and so she sent me before and after pictures and she said, this is what it was like before you prayed. And this is what it's like two days later. And there's a few little spots on her feet and her legs, but they're healed. They're just a bit red. And her stomach has had completely closed up and had new skin across it. And it's gone, oh, my goodness. Now, if you feel that will build your faith, I'll show you the pictures. Because it really built my faith. It's because you go like, that's what it was like, and that's what it's now like. And, and that's, that's a no way that happens without God. And, and we need to kind of step out on, on, on things and, and push on things and just believe God. Because even when we, we don't see it right in front of us at that moment... What's that song? Even though I don't see I know you're still working. What's the song? Waymaker, That it's like that. That's, that. that's a true statement of faith. Because we look at what can't be seen, not what can be seen. We look at that which is eternal and not temple, don't we? Anyway, I'll get Kirsty out. I've got another little story to share with you, but I'll get Kirsty out because she's, she's said, can I share my testimony? Can I share my, a bit about
2: my journey? A very similar, Mark, um, about my mum. She had and fasciitis when we were young. So and it was in her groin area. So we spent years going, well, not years, months with her and repeat operations to remove the necrotic tissue. And um, lots of people were praying for her and she got healed of that. Um, but anyway, that's a different, that's a different uh, testimony, really. Um, I want to share my testimony with you about forgiveness. Um some people know about my life. Um, I had a really troubled childhood, um, lots of childhood trauma. Um, within that space of time, I kind of lost my identity. I didn't know who I was, what I was doing, why, why I was here. And I reached a ridiculously low point. Um, three times I was quite poorly, let's put it that way. Um, ended up in hospital and yeah, I was under psychological care and um, I just wanted you to share, really, how God has turned that around in my life. Um, yeah, I'd lost my words, and God kind of put people in my path, really, that were full of faith. Um, that were there, and they constantly were, like, picking me up at some points, I think Mark and Cheryl were testimony to how they saw me as I was, and to how I am now. And I just thank God for what he's done in my life. Um, there was a lot of times where people were speaking Jeremiah 29, 11 over me. That God had a plan for me. He had a hope and a future. Well, that's kind of all come to head now. And God is using me in good ways. <laughs> um, I started a craft business and God has propelled that. Um, people are coming to me now, which is just amazing. Thank you, Jesus. And when I go to these craft events, I'm able to share about God and what he's done in my life. Um, The real key to what happened in my life was forgiveness. Um, I'd spent so long of my life being angry, of letting past, trying to be in survival mode, basically. That the survival mode was taking over my life and I had no, I didn't see any way out. Anyway, God became my identity Jesus became my purpose, and when He came in, that it was but God all the way along, just as Heather said about but God. Um, Yeah, I shouldn't be here now in the worldly sense, but in the godly sense. It's just amazing to see what God has done and how He's opened up doors. Art became my therapy. Um, Listening to worship. Um, as I'm doing my things. A piece of work, that one of the first works I did was my handprint. And in my handprint, I wrote in that scripture what God said my identity was in him. And every day I looked at that and I prayed that over myself. Every scripture in that handprint became part of my identity because it was part of who God said I was. Um, Yeah, so... During that time, always the hard part, um, forgiving myself. When I, it was when a visiting, I can't remember the lady's name that came here once that does prophetic. Yeah, she was talking about, um, she had a message that, um, about forgiving ourselves. To me, that was really major. I'd put myself through a lot, but I'd also been hurt a lot. Um, when I'd forgiven myself, the real work started, and God then um, said to me, "You need to forgive the person that's caused the pain." And I was like, "What? What are you trying to ask of me, Lord? What are you trying to? What do you want me to do?" And He just said, "You need to forgive them. You need to forgive him." And I was like, oh, God, why do I need to do this? And he said, I can't set you free without. Not forgiving someone is expecting, is to drink poison, but to expect that person to die and not yourself. And so I was going to see that person um, about a few weeks later. And while I was there, God said the same thing again. He says, forgiving, forgiving, forgive him. And I was like, okay. You know, it's like kicking and screaming. Big kid trying to rise up. No, it's not going to work. And towards the end of that time, I was talking to them. I felt the need to say, you know what? I forgive you. I love you. I get it. Regardless of what they were going to say back to me, God really told me to put that in my head and to say that out loud. And that was when the healing happened. That was when the peace came. That was when God took out those feelings of, of unimportance and replaced that with his love for me, the Father's love for me. And I know now that if there's anybody else that is going through similar pain, that God wants you to forgive. He wants you to come to him. And if there is anyone here today that needs prayer, please ask for prayer from any of the team or from myself. I'm more than willing to pray and spend time with you. Anyway, that's enough of me. Just thank you, God. Thank
4: you. Yeah, I just
2: want to pray for you.
4: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, what would we do without you? We couldn't receive what you have bought for us and we would be left um, with all our stuff, not knowing how to go forward. But we thank you for your word. We thank you for your voice. Um, We thank you that you know the way. You know exactly what is right for each situation We thank you that you have left us with your word that we can hear your voice and then when we do it it works. (laughs) (laughs) So we thank you for all that you have done and are doing in Kirsty's life in her heart. We thank you for the doors that are opening to her. We thank you for the healing that you have poured into her. We thank you that She is written on the palm of your hand and that you have plans to prosper her and give her a future and a hope. We thank you that our hope is in you. And when we put our hope in you, you always come through in such a mighty and beautiful way that's just right for each individual purpose. So... I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you will just fill Kirsty with your presence. Thank you that she's blessed us with her testimony. And I ask, Jesus, that you will just surround her. I pray protection over her. Enemy, she belongs to Jesus. And you have no right in her life whatsoever. No right. Her hand is in the hand of the Father. So surround her with protection, Jesus, and fill her continually with your love and your peace and your joy. And we thank you that all of that is going to come out of her and into these beautiful creations that she does for you that blesses so many people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
6: Amen. Thank you.
0: Okay, who else got a faith testimony that they want to share, that they're willing to share?
5: <laughs> Kenneth Hagin said, if is a badge of doubt, but but God is a badge of faith.
0: Okay, if it's about your doubt, but God is a badge of faith. Yeah, okay, cool. Who else wants to share? Kim?
7: Um, As you know, I have a son who lives in Denmark, Tom, who's had quite a lot of mental health problems. Then, recently, he became ill with sepsis. And um, so, we were all praying as a family. And uh, they kept it from us because we were away. But when I got back, I decided I needed to go. And I asked Cheryl for prayer. But when I got there, I was amazed. He was just like on his next um, project for archaeology some gold artifacts that need him to analyze them, which might change the course of Viking history. And I thought that is a miracle because he does lay down a lot and get, but, you know, he was worn out with this work, but it was just like, so thank you, Lord, that when I asked Cheryl to pray, that she prayed and protection over him. So I just want to thank Jesus for that and for being part of a church where you can take... Your woes and concerns to people who love the Lord and love the family. Thank you.
0: Anybody else got something to share? Joyce has. Okay, come on.
6: Yeah, I'm so. <clears throat> Yeah, last week we were talking about praying specifics, and you know, and when I was also um, coming, I was talking about Waymaker, Miracle Worker. And even if you don't see it, He's working. So I've been going to um, Reviver Tent um, last week. It's a Reviver thing that's been going on around Bedfordshire, and but the, particularly on Friday night, I was there. And we just the the prayer call was just for something different. If you wanted more of God and you really want to start working in your purpose, you know, come for prayer and you want more, you want that fire to come back. That was what I went for. But what I got was deliverance. And nobody really it just prayed freedom, just touch me where freedom. And I fell and I just started vomiting this white foaming stuff. And I'm saying, God, what is that? And he said, it was um, kind of demon of trauma. You know, when you, you think you're going to God for one thing, you're asking for blessing in different areas, but there's like um, Heather was, um, it's rather, was um, testifying, there's all, always some underlying thing that seems to be able to pull you back when you want to take a step forward. And I um, said, God, trauma. And the Holy Spirit was able to take me back to exactly what the trauma was and what, you know, and he delivered me from, and it's been like I'm a new person. And after that, after the vomit, and just came like the wave and the wave and wave and wave of 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 healing, and you know, not physical healing, but you know, like emotional healing. So I want to praise God for that. So, but when we, um, before um, that, we're praying and asking God for specific, and I was actually asking God for something specific that a provision that I. Um, needed for our business. And I was praying, and I got scripture about, you know what it says? that Jesus said, the, um, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will teach you all things, you know? And, and before then, I had the scripture. I think I shared with Mark. We said, I'm the Lord God, your Redeemer. I teach you the way to profit, you know, something like that. Anyway, while I was sitting on my desk, just really praying, and I just had this idea, you know, to... To, to look for, to get, you know, this provision. I didn't really expect anything. But just before we actually left home to go to the tent Reviver, I got a text on my phone. Yeah, half of what I needed, I have, you know. Um, and I said, oh, praise God. I was really excited and praising God and thanking God. But I was going for that meeting just thanking God but God gave me something else, which is, you know, whatever it is in your life that your eyes can't see. Once you go together, just with no agenda, God, I just want to worship you. I just want to praise you. I just want to be that person that you want me to be, not what people want me to be, not what I desire to be, but what you want me to be. And I tell you, I never felt so much wrenching, and I didn't actually know um, what that, you know, that thing, that emotional thing, I didn't have a name for it, was trauma, but God told me, and he delivered me from, from it. Amen? But my heart this morning is for people who actually you have been standing on something for such a long time, and you've not seen your answered prayer. Can you just raise your hand and say, I've been standing for a long time. And I haven't seen the decision that, you know, God challenged me that before Friday, before I was going to that 10 meeting, he said, Joyce, if you didn't see what you were asking for, would you still trust that I'm God? Would you still believe that I am he who never changes? That what I say I will do, I will do just because this one thing has not happened. You know, even though my mouth said yes to God, My heart says, I still really, really want to see what I want, you know, to see. That is how we think. But this morning, as we were in the car driving, I was just listening to um, an online thing. But inside of me, the Holy Spirit is saying, I want to actually release praise for people. You need to release that. We need to release that praise to God. You know, it's easy to stand here and say, thank God, because he's answered my prayer. But God is looking for worshipers in us. Those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And that means worshipping him for who he is. And that is me coming to him for who he is. not what he can do for us. And I've realized that I've tied the two together for such a long time. And I think if I don't see what I'm asking manifest in my life, that means God has not shown his glory through my life. You know, but there are things called growth. You know, when you look at a pyramid, you see the tip of a pyramid. You know, the wind can come, the earth can shake, but that pyramid stays. And that is our faith in Him. And that faith shouldn't be wavering because of the physical manifestation of what we are asking for. I went to that tent looking for something else, but God knew exactly what I needed. I am free. You know, I am free. I can think up a lot of things. My mind can go. Out of it. I am so released emotionally. You know, God wants to free you of what it is that is holding you back. You know, sometimes we can get blessed, but we can't actually carry that blessing. We can't carry that blessing. Roger, I want to do something prophetically with you when I finish. Um, so. <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm listening, and he dropped that in my spirit. So it's what I saw. So, but this morning, I, can you just stand up if you have been waiting on something for a long time, be believing God for a long time, and be standing in faith for a long time? God wants to tell you this man that if, even though you don't see it yet, He's working. He's the way maker. He's the miracle worker. He doesn't change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he's promised you, he will do, he will do it. And right now, I'm just calling for every prophetic word that you have received. You know what? God does not honor your words and your desire. He honors his word. He honors his words. And if you can see it in the scripture, you can have it. Absolutely. That was what I, when he gave me that word, said, I'm the Lord God, your redeemer. I teach you the way to profit. You know something happened in my spirit, and I had to stand on that word, and it just just a week. So, what has God spoken about that thing that you've been standing on? Is it in the Scripture? Have you found it in the Word? Today He's saying to you, even if you don't see it yet, He's walking. If you can't see manifest, look at us in this room, right? Some of us have been Christian for fifty years. God is not the enemy; is not a respecter of person either. You know, but God's saying today, if you will still release, just when you go into that place of worship, worship him for being God. Worship him for waking up this morning. Worship him. Do you know how many people went to bed last night? And not every single one of us is here, you know, alive this morning. That is a miracle that we can sleep and we lose all all consciousness. But we wake up at the exact the right time that we need to wake up so God has really been challenging me in the last couple of days Say, worship me when you come to me come to me as the way maker come to me as the miracle worker come to me but as God almighty he said I am that is his name he is God is who he says he is so this morning father I just released your word father God to my brothers and to my sisters, you say, Father, even if we don't see it, you are walking. So whatever it is, Father God, that they have been standing on, Father God, I thank you that even this week that we'll begin to see, Father God, the manifestation of your words upon their life. But just like Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, "Oh King, even if our God did not, will not save us, we will still save him and we will not bow. That is the place we need to get to in faith this morning. So, Father, I thank you that you are releasing into our hands, Father God, your perfect will, that which you desire for us, Father. You know, the, 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 the arm beggar said, it was, he say have mercy on me. Or even when uh, uh, that man that was begging for arms, Peter said to him, you know, silver and gold, I have none but such as I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk. So I pray this morning that God will give you exactly what you need for that situation. Exactly what you need. Release into If you if you don't see he's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's walking. He's the way maker. He's the miracle worker. He's who he say he is. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning and the end. It's the silver and gold belongs to him. He said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known to him. And he, what did he say? You know, God gave, and the peace which surpasses human understanding understand this, what will guide your heart. That is your answered prayer. His peace in in any situation. That is the re-answered prayer. So, Father, I thank you for peace right now. I release your shalom, Father, over that situation in the mighty name of Jesus. And God is going to come through and you're going to testify. You're going to glorify his name for he is good and his plan for you is good in Jesus' name.
0: Father, I thank you. I thank you for all that you are doing and lord I, I know in your word it says that we uh, are to stir up the gift that was in with his in us and part of that gift lord is your impartation of faith to us so we we continue to stir our faith to believe you for greater things greater things than we've seen we continue to stir our faith to for for to see things consistently over and over and over again That once we've seen it, we can see it again. If you've done it before, you'll do it again. And we thank you, Lord. And Lord, we pray, we pray especially in this time, in this age that we live in, that we will get our eyes off that age and our eyes on you. That we will continually fix our eyes on you, fix our gaze on you, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith looking at that which cannot be seen until it is seen. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that in all things that you are way maker, that you make a way. And even when we can't see it, you're working. But we know that even if we haven't seen it yet, we will see it if we will not let go of our faith. If we will continue the fight of faith, we will see it according to your promise. So we thank you, Jesus.